everyone, and welcome back to The Art of Podcasting, episode 21, Mike Smith, round two, recorded September 9th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. This week, Mike Smith of The Mike Tech Show is back. We couldn't get enough of him the first time around, so he's back one more time. Hiya, Mike. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, inviting me back. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime we don't have to produce content, that's a good thing. So thank you, brother. (laughs) And uh, the regular co-hosts of the show uh, are also with us, Mr. James the Professor Messer of ProfessorMesser.com. Hiya, James. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Nice to be back. Are are Floridians allowed to say howdy? Is that legal? I believe where I live, it's actually written into the statute. Oh, okay, good. Good, because you're 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 there in like Lower Alabama, right? You're in the Alabama part. I am yeah. 20 miles from the Georgia line, so oh, okay. it, yeah. I'm I don't own a truck myself personally. Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Mr. Steve Cherubino of How to Podcast Biz How to Podcast Biz Fame. Hi, Steve. Fame. I wish. I wish. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm happy. Mike's on because um. I'm just going to chill this episode and just, I'm sitting here in my love sack. If anybody doesn't know what that is, you got to Google it and hard. make sure you spell it properly. Yeah. <laughs> L-O-V-E-S-A-C. I think everybody should own one and uh, it's just comfortable. So I'm just, I'm having a good time already. The Art of Podcasting, number 22, Steve's Love Sack. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said in the intro it was 21 because I didn't change the number right, but it is actually 22. So everything I said earlier, add one to it. <laughs> Not that it, does anybody care? I don't know why I do that. Why? Why is? Why is that? It's why just one what? of those. Why do we say episode number whatever? I just I just started doing it one day, and I still do. I don't think anybody cares. Oh, they do. oh they do. Oh, they do. Do they? It's if, it's if like a, try try not do it, saying it one time, and okay. you'll see if they care. Because it's like a standard podcast thing. You say the episode number, but yep. I don't think anybody cares. Well, apparently, Steve, you've tried it, and they care. Yeah, I mean, either that or I've misnumbered an episode and that, that messes everything up. But it's also good. It's just like for reference, too. It's like you're archiving right. your own file. Well, I mean, now I get that when I when I put it up, when I post it. But uh, why the why the stamp? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just do. It's things that, uh, habits that I started doing. Mike, do you do that on your shows? Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I can't change. I, I tried to even just change my intro music and I, and I get a... Re- unbelievable amount of of email of people what happened what happened to that music what i just i try to change anything and and i i get a lot of response so i keep the structure the same just change the content in the middle <laughs> so do you ever get an email that somebody likes something i haven't gotten one of those yet <laughs> <laughs> no i get a lot of good email the only oh, time I, uh, it, it's it's funny the only time i've ever gotten like hate mail and not hate mail so much as just very negative was uh, when I started the other podcast tech vets and Carrie comes off kind of rough and uh, sort of like the uh, the the soup Nazi of tech you know and because of that a lot of like tech show listeners would write me and say how do you do that with him how do you stand that and uh, and then uh, all, all, all like couple negative things so uh, it takes time to understand carry it so that's why that's the only time i've ever got like like real negative email all right so yeah i've gotten lots of nothing overly negative but you know how uh our our audiences tend to be geeks and geeks tend to be uh 
shall we say, resolute in their thinking. Oh, yes. Um, and so I often get, um, you you didn't do this right, or you misspoke here, and you know, of the 7,000 words you spoke over the last hour, these three were wrong, and let me tell you <laughs> why they were wrong, and we go into great historical detail about the wrongness of them. Well, I like disagreements when I, uh, like I, this just happened a couple of weeks ago, where I really, I was wrong about an opinion on LastPass, and I they let me have it and it was rightfully so i received a ton of email and voicemails correcting me and and telling me why i was wrong and spelling it out technically because i agreed with a a listener email that sounded pretty good and i agreed and, and i was totally off base and is, wrong. is, is and that, that's that. good or not good oh it's good and okay. it was because the user couldn't change the password like he he was required to change the master password and then he forgot it. Okay, shame on him, and he knows that. That was a mistake, but he went to LastPass, and they can't reset it. That's because they don't have it. Right. They, And I disagreed with, with that model, but it's for security, and it's for, you know, I, I was wrong, and I actually liked that. So it was kind of nice to be put in my place, and I, uh, as a matter of fact, the way I handled it, I received a lot of positive emails saying I, I handled that with class, and they liked that. And so that was kind of cool. So <laughs> I, I get a, I, I get surprisingly I don't get that many negatives at all, but I've gotten a few. Um, surprisingly good, so which makes me happy. Yep. But apparently, yeah. I do say the word awesome too much. I was told. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we all have those verbal crutches, right? These things that uh, that we say that they're filler phrases or our standard go-to we all have those yeah mine is a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious i say that far too often and i'm really working on that you said it like three times last episode it was terrible uh i I just a, a personal note football is back i am happy about that um started wednesday night uh the first sunday night games are going on right now um and my family it's funny my my a uh, seven-year-old came in this afternoon after church and said, hey, Daddy, can we watch this whatever dancing squirrel movie? And my wife said, it's football season. And she went, oh. Because she knows <laughs> that for the next four months, that's it. There's no family togetherness. There's the football. Um, And I'm I'm learning that here in Atlanta, I don't get to see the games I'm used to. I don't get to see the teams I used to. The whole different market thing. So uh, I only got no, You're not missing anything. I only get to see the Two games this week. I got to see the Packers game. That was a, a half a good game, um, and uh, and then of course the Falcons, which I apparently will be watching every week now that I live in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, what's going on in your lives this week, guys? Nothing. All right. I hope I, my I don't watch move. football. It's hard to it's hard to really have anything to say. Yeah, I didn't watch any games today. I was helping my brother move, and he lives. On the third floor of an apartment building, so um, and I'm obesely out of shape, so uh, I thought I was going to die for a while, but I'm okay now. <laughs> That's good news. We're glad to hear that you're okay. Was an emergency room involved at all? <laughs> Not almost. Okay, I felt it coming on. All right. I was doing some heavy lifting uh, with a friend of mine recently, and and I was huffing and puffing, and he was like, "You okay? You're going to be all right." I said, "Don't mistake." My huffing and puffing for weakness. It's just, it takes a lot to move this much body. It's just the way it is. It takes a lot of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, nothing here. James, 
How, there how, is something in the how, show notes, isn't there? It's you, horribly who, on topic, so I feel hor- un- uncomfortable actually bringing it up. Because it's on topic? Yeah. Because it's on topic. <laughs> Stop that. Let me that. load up these notes. I had, uh, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before, is I have a system in place where every day I do a pop quiz and it's sent automatically via email. It's posted automatically to Facebook. It's posted automatically to Twitter. Um, and it all goes out at a pre-programmed time. I set it up every night. I let her run. Well, earlier this week, it ended up going out uh, three hours and 10 minutes early. And I put in the right numbers. In fact, I went back in and confirmed, yes, I put in the right numbers, but it went out three hours and 10 minutes early. Obviously, my provider that does this had some type of problem. And so I sent them a support message saying, all right, that's a problem because when people got it, it had not been enabled yet. So people couldn't read it. So I got, as you mentioned, you you get the messages, you get those letters coming in when something goes wrong and something went wrong. And I got, I got hate mail and I sent them a message saying this should have gone out at 9.45 Eastern time. It went out at seven or 6.35 Eastern time. And they sent me a note back that says, well, when you set up the timer, it automatically determines what, uh, where you are in the world and it configures to go out at that local time. So it went out at what 9.45 a.m. would be for wherever you happen to be. I'm going to let everybody think about that for a moment because if it's 6.35 in the morning Eastern time and it's supposed to go out at 9.45, it thought for some reason I was on the west coast of Africa. So, <laughs> so, so, so they, they've got some issues with their geolocation there. They, they have a problem somewhere. And, uh, and so I, I actually sent them a note saying, okay, that's, that's way off. You got to give me a better reason. Cause this goes out to about 18,000 people when I send this out just Jeez. on those social networks. So I sent it back and said, you got to come up with a better reason than that one. And they never replied back. So I dropped them like, like a hot potato and I have a new provider now. And who is that? My new provider is Hootsuite. Hootsuite, uh, actually a much better provider because I can not only do my Twitter and automate that, I can not only do my Facebook, but they also include Google Plus that I did Ooh, not have before. That's rare. That is rare. It's very unusual. In fact, it's one of those things where you don't know what you didn't have until you have it, something like that. So now that I have it, I'm, I, it's in the mix. I've added it in. I have a very small following on Google+, Plus, but primarily because I had no way to automate and, and be able to get analytics back from what people are seeing. Now I can do that. And uh, I'm using this really nice front end. They've got a nice console. So I'm really glad I made that change. Now, that's not a free service or, or what, the, what you're doing with it isn't. There is a free contingent. There but. is a free piece. And most people, I think, could probably use the free piece. Uh, I'm using their piece that is $9.95 a month. And for the quantity of people I have and the need to do this, that's a pittance. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. And it's, uh, I, I used it for a couple of days. It ran great. So I dropped the other like, uh, like a three-foot putt. <laughs> <laughs> I like your dropping analogies show. <laughs> Are you there, Mike? No, you're not there. We're having audio issues with Mike. We're having Mike technical issues? Which is unfortunate since he's like the only person we want to talk to. Um, hey, thanks a lot. Well, I mean, he is the <laughs> guest of the show. 
You knew it was coming. You knew this day would be here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here it is. That's, is this why I'm on the very end of the Google Hangout? Am I going to be Steve, dropped Steve, like a hot we, potato? We need to have a talk after the show, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to do it on the air. Um, Damn, I knew it. I felt this coming. Let's see. Just Please. a matter of time. You guys vamp and be witty while while I see if I can work out. What's I'm going just going to wear some Google effects headwear. The uh, the Hootsuite is one. I think it's definitely not one for me. They sent me a little email that said, um, uh, it looks like you send this to a lot of people every day. Do you want to be on the Hootsuite VIP? Simply register for the VIP piece. So I went on to the link. I'm like, wow, they think I'm actually someone. I'll sneak in the back door here and they'll have no idea that I'm actually not as important as they think I am. And I add, and I went in to register and it said, how many people in your organization manage your social network? And I said, well, that's one. So I clicked the button and it starts at five to 10, 10 to 15. <laughs> All right. They're on to me. So I ended up not signing up. Uh, you could have, I, you could have signed me up as one I of your five. I could have said five, but obviously whatever it was in there was not yeah. something that was for me anyway. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. looks like Mike is going to have to do a reboot. Well, I hate it when that happens. Yes. Yeah, that does suck. Wouldn't happen if you use Linux. <laughs> That's not All right. true, but just, <laughs> you know, the Linux geeks like to say that whenever possible. Like to throw that in there. Yeah. So. This is a blingy, blingy crown I'm wearing. Yeah, if people aren't watching the live feed, they are indeed missing out. <laughs> it just shrunk, though, as I said that. All right. That's pretty impressive that it can figure out even though you're wearing a hat. Yeah, that, it kind of gave up. It just yeah. kind of froze. I'll wear the Google headband. So, um, all right. This is exciting. Exciting broadcasting right here. This, this. I can part. fill more time. I have more things that happen to me. Please go right. Let's just do a little mini what a week right here. You, you, uh, you go ahead and go. Welcome to what a week the podcast where we talk about the things that happen. Um, the, uh, another thing that happened to me is I woke up this morning and, um, on Sundays, um, I have a lot of automated functions happen with my website because that's where I host everything. So I want to be sure to check different things. And in uh, um, the the previous podcast uh, we were listening to on the um, Element OP network, uh, which was the, the Everyday Linux, there was uh, RK Hunter, which was the Rootkit Hunter was one you were talking about. Um, and I immediately recognized that because what that's one of the things I also run every Sunday. But I also have it check my RAID array, my redundant array of independent disks to make sure that <laughs> my mirror disks are able to properly be in perfect synchronization because if I lose one of those, I still want my website to continue running. So I have two drives with exactly the same thing running on them. And it told me, hey, guess what? They're not in sync. And this is the first time it's ever done that in the years and years and years that I've had this server. So of course I freaked out and, and jumped out of bed and ran over to the computer to see what was going on. And basically the particular error I got was one that appeared to be relatively innocuous and they said, run, run some tests on the drive. And so I did. I ran uh, some tests in Linux that will check the smart configuration. That is the, the additional metrics inside of your hard drive that tell how healthy it is. Um, and they came out positive. Perfect. Ran the big long test. Really put it through spaces. They were okay. But it's one of those things where you wake up in the morning, you skip a couple beats. Yeah, because yeah. usually you find out your array didn't work 
after one of the discs crashes right and the other one's not there that's how it usually right. goes and that's also when you find out that your long-term backup isn't working and that your archive storage <laughs> is three months old I got to tell you, I checked all my backups today. I checked my database backup. In fact, I'll probably, after we're done here, grab an extra database backup and just download it. Now, do you, is this box at your house or do you have it hosted somewhere? Hello? It's hosted. I don't hey, even Mike. know where it is. Mike is I, back. No. Hey, can you no. hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I had a reboot. Okay. I don't know why. I'm not going to go into the Google Hangout, but I'm in the chat. Okay. So, uh, James, you were saying this is a, a service you host somewhere? It's a hosted box. It's hosted at one and one I have no idea where it is, what it does, who who's around it. It may be in somebody's back closet of their house. I have no idea. But there it sits, and it's a good price, and it's been running for years. So did you tell them that the, to look at your mirror thing, or is that on you? No. I don't let other people touch my machine unless there are dire, dire problems. Well, if you don't know where it is, how, how are you going to touch it? Well, I, I can go in via a serial connection or just SSH right into the box and do whatever I need to right. do. So I'm but good. Just not there. physically. Just not physically touch it. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Now that Mike is back. Um, <laughs> what did I miss? Sorry about that. Uh, you missed us vamping while you came back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently nothing. <laughs> so let's pick up where we uh, left off almost exactly two months ago today. Uh, when you were on sure. the show, uh, and talk a little bit about your hardware, which, uh, as you've just demonstrated, is highly reliable. It um, is. My, <laughs> now my, uh, I, it's interesting, every time I go into Google Hangout, this happens, so I don't know what's going on, but I have a Mackie Onx mixer that's it's six years old, um, maybe going on seven now, and it's, a, it's the 1220, so it's like the standard, it's, it's a great mixer. Um, but what it's firewire and I think I'm using too many of the channels for too many applications on the system where I got to be careful. Some are carved up to Skype and then Google Hangout is taking a couple. And then, uh, like a few weeks ago when I was on Ustream, that was taking a couple. I, I don't have the resources to be able to do that for that many channels. And so what it does is it locks up. And as soon as I realized no one could hear me, then I realized I got to reboot. And well, you know, and this is going to bring up, uh, there's a constant fight that goes on on this podcast about FireWire. And it's really about digital connections into mixers. I always Correct. say that mixer companies don't do FireWire USB well because they have no idea what they're doing. Steve says he's been doing FireWire on his stuff for years and years and years, and it's awesome. Why aren't you doing this already? So you've given us some great fodder for the next month or so. <laughs> well, I've, I haven't had a problem for six years. So <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's this past year, I've been having a tremendous problem. But I think the... Uh, a few months ago, I discovered it was the FireWire port, possibly, and I switched to another video port. But here's what I noticed in the past year. There's more demand on us as podcasters for the streams and for how many things we're trying to do. And I got to split that up, I believe. I got to record on a different computer than the one I'm, you know, doing the live stream. And I got to be careful like if I have guests or uh, like if I'm doing tech, if I'm doing tech vets, I have a co-host and I got to split up the channels and I can't be using the same channels for two different software devices. So well, I can't would you say you fall into the category that I fall into, Mike, where 
Um, it's never good enough because because one of the nice things right. about your podcast is we can t- tune in early and watch the goings on. And occasionally you'll be trying a new streaming system or you'll try the Adobe Flash encoder or you'll <laughs> go back to another type of thing and you'll check the audio. And um, it, are you ever happy with what you've got? No. And I think that's the I'll, I'll, I'll never be happy. And it's interesting because I I always want the best possible audio and I will ne- I'm never happy. So because of that, I edit, I edit, I edit, I make sure everything's great. But then I know I'm up against a, a time frame to be able to post the show. So uh, after editing, uh, after I beat it up, then I put it out. And that's why it sounds I, I believe good because I get a lot of response from that. Uh, there are there, a lot of people email me, and especially after the last time I was on this show, I receive emails saying, Mike, that's why we listen to this. You know, that's why we listen to the show, uh, the Mike Tech Show, because of your sort of OCD to the, <laughs> for the audio. <laughs> and uh, it's, that's why I want the equipment I want, and but that's what I'm kind of irritated though that I can't do more. I can't, I can't be doing multiple things at the same time with this mixer. Yeah, and that kind of bothers me. I, Tom, I've know, had success, Tom, Mike, doing what you said and splitting up duties on different machines. That is when I had that? my most stable podcasting rig. I was doing Skype on one machine. It had its own audio card. I was doing yep. my audio recording on another machine. That had my Firewire card. And I was doing live broadcasting on a third machine. And that was uh, it ha- that also had its own audio card. So splitting up the duties was, was really key to my setup. Yeah, that's how I do it. I have uh, a machine doing Skype, a machine doing the stream and my notes, and then a machine doing the recording. Although tonight, my machine doing the recording is dead. Uh, so... Uh, but had you, had I done you know everything in one box, I would be totally gone. You know that's what I'm doing. It's all in one box, really. Yeah. And I had a fourth except- machine doing browser stuff too. I mean, every duty I start tried to split up. But go go ahead, Mike. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, well, except for the music drop-ins, uh, when I have a uh, voicemail there, I have another machine, my iMac connected to the mixer. So playing music, playing the intro, the outro, all that. I have a cart player. Uh, soundbite on the for the mac and i have that all set up before the show and i just click and it plays and i love it that works great i have had no problems so what i think i'm trying to do i'm trying to deliver the best audio and video well not the best video the video is going to be a web camera and that's it i'm trying to deliver the best audio that i can via ustream and i'm recording that same audio and that's my problem i think where I have the audio is taken channel 17 and 18 from Ustream. I also have Audacity taken 17 and 18. So Firewire is going nuts. And I, I then then if we try to enter Skype or Google Hangout or something like that, forget it. It's just it's not going to happen. Yeah, I we'll see. We'll see what happens with the USB 3.0 sound cards. I haven't seen any yet, but I'm sure they're in the works. Well, how do you stream with a separate machine? And then what do you just... Re- rec- how do you... I do all kinds of routing. I'll take an output out of 
my one sound card, my FireWire sound card, and I'll input it into the sound card on the Skype machine. And I'll take everything that's, I'll sum everything, all my signals inputs into one signal and I'll send that to the live broadcasting machine. So there's a lot of wires going back and forth between machines. Okay. Yeah, same here. I have uh, uh, a, a sum, a, a mix out of my mixer into this machine that I'm streaming with and then another one going out to my backup recorder and then a USB out to my um, primary recorder and then all sorts of cables running out back and forth to my Skype machine. So I've got three, I've got four sound cards in there and each one of those has a cable going in and a cable going out. Wow. See, I'm not doing that. I just, I have everything which is FireWire and the sound card in one computer. My yeah. main system. Yep. Uh, it makes sense now why it's getting choking a little bit. Yep. Uh, and it's only now that we're introducing other elements that I'm starting to lock up. Where before, where it's just by myself, I got Ustream and I'm recording. Well, that's fine. Now, yeah. when we enter Skype, or now when we're entering other other technologies and other you know meetings and you know the the Google Hangout, I think is right now the one that's uh, that's been killing me. I I can't add anything else without doing without entering another you know adding another computer to the setup. And and I've been so ha I don't if something works, I don't I don't I don't change. So mm -hmm. even, you know, there's, there's things that I've been doing and I haven't changed for, for seven years on some things that I do for the podcast. And it's just, you know, if it works and why change? And I think I gotta, I gotta adapt <laughs> and start uh, changing well, I think, my, I, I think adaptivity is, is the, the thing there, because if you're, um, the, your setup is not adaptive. You, you have one way that works, right? but then that's it. It's the one way. And when you compartmentalize things, you can be a lot more adaptive. You can say, all right, I can throw something over here because it's got a few spare CPU cycles that right. we can use, and I can I can do this over here. So um, I think it's just the difference in uh, what I do and what you do. For the most part, you do a show with just you, or you do a show with, with uh, one, other person. Uh, one right. other person, and that's it. Whereas I routine, I mean, right now I've got three guests. I routinely have three, four, and I, uh, uh, or more, and um, it's just the different nature of what you do. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, and I guess that's why I haven't been forced to change my setup, and it, it's worked so well, and everything's been been so good. You know, why change it? And right. uh, and and just the time to change it, and the the real estate that it'll take uh, is another another factor. You know, and then working that out and testing it, and yeah, you know, when I'm consulting for myself uh, full time, it's hard to dedicate time i even lived with some of that problems and some of the locking up and i know i tortured my listeners uh for the mike tech show for a few months when i was having some trouble i really needed to redo my system i had no time i could redo all my client systems there and then finally i said that's it i'm if and if i'm going to redo my system then i might as well add an ssd drive for the main boot <laughs> drive so if i got to reboot it's going to reboot real fast so i i got a, an ssd drive and wow i mean that just made and then then i changed the firewire port and all of a sudden all my lockups went away until the first time when we connected in the in the google hangout and i locked up a few weeks ago and then now i locked up again this is the Maybe the I, I locked up one other time, and uh, this is you know that's that's been my only lockups. But it's always adding something else into the into the mix here that's caused it. So 
I don't know. What can I ask? What mixers do you have? What's everybody using for mixers? Sure. Uh, this is something that uh, has been uh, talked about often on this show, uh, but I, our listeners like it again. So uh, I'll start since I'm the one talking. Uh, I've got an Alesis uh, Multimix USB 2.0 Multimix 8, uh, and that's uh, my primary workhorse machine. Uh, James also has an Alesis, but not the same one. James? Yeah, I have the Multimix 16 Firewire, and as I mentioned earlier, I never plug in the Firewire connection. I'm actually using a $29 Griffin Technology iMic to, to interface into just a main audio output out of my mixer right into the USB port on my computer. So it's a simple two-channel in, two-channel out. Okay. And I have to, to connect to my Skype machine, I have three... A uh, little $3 USB to uh, uh, analog sound cards plugged into three different USB ports, and Skype is using each one of those. So uh, we're all about the cheap here. Uh, and Steve, back when you were a podcaster, what did you use? <laughs> I I loved my Presonus uh, Fire Studio Project. It was an eight input. You could put like eight mics into it at once. It was uh, Firewire. It was reliable. I loved it. It came with great software, too. Now I'm just sitting on a love sack with an Mbox 3 Mini and just loving life here. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the cool thing about the, the Fire Studio was you could, you could output different signals to different places. It didn't, just have, it didn't just have outputs on the back, like two outputs. It had six, and you could, pl- you could route one to the Skype computer, and you could decide what was going to be on that cable, and you could r- route one to the live machine and have everything on that cable so it was very versatile and uh you know i would definitely buy one again if i if i needed that big of a rig but i i like that i like your outputs like i have the choice now i'm only using one and i think this is where i can go to definitely go to other computers i have two other outputs that i have another main out that's the uh uh what the the quarter inch you know out and then i have a tape out and then I have the FireWire. So I still have two outs that can go to other computers or go, you know, wh- whatever I want. And then I have four mics, and this is a 16-channel mixer. So, I mean, this is well, how many not a send, mixer. How many sends, auxiliary sends you have? Because those are the outputs that you can really tweak so you can decide what you're going to put. I mean, you could, on an auxiliary send... You can take your voice out of that and put like everybody else's voice onto that, and you could you could add and remove certain um, streams that you don't want on there, and that's that's a cool thing about auxiliary sends, and that's that's a cool thing about having a mixer like yours is you can ad- adjust the knobs that. in real time uh, for those. I don't touch anything, sends. and I think yeah, that's, I know. The, that's the thing. I have, I mean, I have a pretty high end mixer, and I don't use one tenth of you know what its capacity is and what it can be doing. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, and then I also have the gate compressor. I have the right. oral exciter. I have, I mean, I have, there's a lot of audio. There's a lot of gear hooked up here that I tweaked six years ago and then haven't touched it since and just let it, you know, it worked. So yeah. why, why adjust anything? Totally. <laughs> yeah. We're all big fans of the, uh, uh, compressor gate here. We all three use the same one, actually, the DBX. Uh, 266XL. Yeah, I've got the 166. Yep, I love it. That was one of the that was one of the second pieces of equipment I bought after I bought the uh, uh, the mixer. Then I I needed that, and uh, I 
I think, like I said before, I had help with a musician and then a couple other podcasters uh, that really, or one other podcaster really, and, and between us, you know, I really got everything set up, you know, nice, and then, and then that was it. And then now everything's everything's changed with the the uh, broadcasting live and having all the different, you know, having multiple people connect. And I know someone mentioned in the, in the chat room Wirecast. Is anyone using that or? Other things to, I mean, that stuff I know gets pretty expensive, you know, for oh, yeah. changing the videos and managing that with all the different streams. I, I know these two guys both use Wirecast, so they can they can talk that talk. I don't. I use the cheap stuff. <laughs> James, you want to talk about wire, your Wirecast experience? I've used Wirecast for, I don't know, I guess about a year now. Um I had a previous video podcast I did called The Mobile Classroom that was completely offline. I didn't stream any of it because I really did a lot like my training videos where I do a number of takes. And when those number of takes are done, I'll just edit them all together and post and put them out that way. Uh, but then I wanted to do something that was live. I, I, I like the idea of doing live type of presentation. So uh, for... Uh, about nine months, almost a year, we were doing a podcast called What a Week. And I used the Wirecast to do that because it does allow me to move around and show different things on the screen and and give people a different perspective. That's an odd perspective of me in that particular view. But it allows me to at least switch <laughs> around the camera so I can at least show people what I'd like to show them. I can zoom up and highlight different things. At that time, I had two people in the studio. It was me and my best half. And she would sit here and talk and I had an extra mic and we would switch back and forth between multiple cameras and it really worked out very nice in that particular kind of environment and okay. now you don't use it at all right well i'm using it well, right now so it, there yeah. is some of that and i do uh live events for my training they're not podcasts but i do what i call study groups every month so i do make use of it then because i do have um, an iPad to run a show. I've got a separate laptop off to the side that I use for showing like uh, desktop content. And then I've got my main computer that's doing the wire casting so that I really have it concentrate on sending the stream out, sending the audio and recording the entire thing. Yeah, I uh, um, Wirecast starts at 500 and goes up and I've just never had the... Uh, desire to spend that much money on something that I, you know, I'm going to use with a webcam. I always thought that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the whole thing right. And, yep. you know, I mean, I'm going to cover up the rafters that anybody <laughs> watching sees behind me and, and things like that. But uh, for now, uh, I just use ManyCam and, and Google Plus and it works. See, same here. That's why I use Webcam Max. And since I only have webcams, I'm, I'm not, I haven't made the commitment to video because of the expense and that's something that you know i know if i'm going to start doing a real video cast then i i'm going to dump a ton of money into that because i'm going to want it to look good and that's one of the things that's what's kind of scares me about video and why i i haven't embraced it because it's just it's just going to be a drain uh for uh too much money that, that i just don't have to put into it so i'm well, with you that's why i haven't jumped on the wirecast Webcams are actually the the quality webcams are increasing on a daily basis. They're they're getting really good. Um, I mean, even a I bought a twenty nine dollar, maybe nineteen dollar webcam at Walmart, and it just it's an HD Logitech cam. It kicks butt. I love it. Uh, I bought like three of them, and uh, I loved hooking them up to Wirecast because when I was 
you're really going strong. I had shows where I had like three or four guests on and I wanted each one of them to have their own separate videos and I wanted to be able to switch to all their different video cameras and then I wanted to show my desktop and then I wanted to show all of us on the same screen together in like Brady Bunch squares <laughs> and Wirecast was like the only thing that really could do everything for me. And uh, I, even though that program is a little glitchy sometimes, I mean, you, you'll go to a camera shot and you're, you'll be upside down or something like that. For some reason, always in the clutch, it came through, and it was just—it was fine whenever I really needed it. But when I was trying to set everything up, it get—you see, the, find the little glitches here and there, and you avoid them. It's worth it. I mean, if you want to do pro quality, um, have a lot of camera switch, switching, and do live stuff, it's great for live. That's what it's mainly for: live streaming. Um, I highly recommend it. I liked it. So, Mike, take a minute and uh, let's just do a quick tour through your rig. We've we've done that through ours, but start with start with your lips and go out. What mic are you going into? What mixer is it going into? And so forth and so on. Okay, uh, I have the Shure SM58. That is your classic standard, uh, your performance mic. That is the that was recommended to me because if you take a look at uh, most. Or any any kind of broadcasting, any kind of shows. If you take a look, what's on stage for the microphone? The most commonly used mic is the Shure SM58. And with doing the research and having a musician kind of recommend that when I was starting, when I was going to start the podcast, I said that's it. This is the one mic, and I've been using that for seven years, and I love it. That's like a like a hundred dollars, and it's just rock solid. Then I have the mixer, which is the Mackie uh, Onks. Uh, uh, 1220 and I have my oh boy the hardware <laughs> as I move over to take a look at this I have the the, the DBX uh, 266 XL uh, gate compressor then I have the AFIX 204 uh, the uh, uh, oral exciter with the the big bottom that you can uh, I have that kind of minimally set I haven't really used that a lot then I have a, uh, it's, this is sort of like a little rack. I have the mount, the monster uh, power bar for protecting the equipment. So everything's plugged into there. So now I daisy chain all channel one from each of those hardwares to the insert of channel one of the mic of the mixer. So everything is daisy chained into that one channel from, for, for my main mic. Then I'm firewire out to my PC. I also have one other computer that I always use for my uh, sound and uh, audio for uh, drop-ins, voicemails, and that's my. Uh, I have a 20-inch iMac that goes into uh, the uh, the audio out goes into one of the channels of my mixer. Then the software I use, Webcam Max, for controlling the video cameras. I have three cameras. Uh, I really only use two. I use the uh, Orbit Logitech for the front view. This is when I'm doing any kind of uh, live streaming. And then I have a cheap Microsoft camera that points down at the mixer. Call that the mixer cam. So if I don't want anybody to see what's going on or anything that's happening, I quickly switch to the to the camera that just all it is is just faces the mixer and nothing else. And then I have a little light that actually uh, shines on that. Uh, the... That's basically it for my rig. My main computer is an older, uh, it's an AMD uh, quad core 
uh, processor with uh, 8 gigs of memory. And uh, that's about it for my, for my hardware. And uh, so when you record oh, audio, Audacity. you Sorry. said you were using yeah. Audacity. Are you doing uh, multi-channels, like where you're in one? and No. Okay. Just one. When I record in Audacity, it's just the I, I record in stereo, and I pick the uh, my my mixer when when I turn it on, it shows up as eighteen sound cards on my computer. So I can literally pick if I want it. Like like right now for Skype, I'm picking just channel one and two for the mic. Then I pick. For recording, I pick 17 and 18. That's the, the last two channels. So that's the, 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 whole the whole mixer out is 17 and 18. So I pick that. I also do that for Ustream for the audio. Uh, I'm picking 17 and 18. Uh, the, I, I have uh, interest. My sound card is just the built-in sound card for the motherboard, but I have the speakers, the Logitech, and here's why I'm going to um, why I'm mentioning that. I have the Logitech, uh, was it the ZX5500? They were like a surround sound, you know, years ago. But there's a device that sits on that controls everything on the on on my desk that hooks directly to the sound card and uh, to all the speakers. That has a mic. A basically a, a headphone jack that the audio out that I run a cable to another channel on the mixer. That's how I use Skype. So anybody calling in, like right now, I could re I could have recorded the entire mix for everybody tonight because of the way I have it set up going into the one channel into the mixer. I could load up Audacity, but it would put more stress on everything here. And then I could record the entire mix. So I, that's how I do Skype. You call in on the same PC that I'm recording on, and I have that loop back into a channel. So the person calling in from Skype would not hear everything else. They can only hear me because the Skype uh, for the audio, I have only channel one and two. I don't know if that makes sense. Did I describe that? Everybody followed me? Yeah, you, you always have oh, to... Yeah. Go through, jump through hoops to get that working right with Skype, where you you got to send the person you're calling only your voice and not his voice, and there's always right. it always gets tricky there. Right, so this way there's no echo or there's no feedback or anything. Right. So that's and I've been to, and you you've seen my setup. Is <laughs> what Steve has seen this. You know that's not changed since you've left. I mean, yeah, <laughs> every, every connection, everything that you've seen, uh, uh, nothing has changed. And when Steve would come over and we recorded the um, uh, Philly Tech guys or whatever, I would just extend the cables over to another area that we had the mic, but everything still stayed the same. And what I would do is from the laptop on the table we were recording, I would still remote control my main PC so I could control Audacity, pause yeah. it or whatever when I, when I needed to. So I, I think the biggest... The biggest uh, uh, thing that would help, and and this is where I'm worried. It's the I'm worried about the sound quality. Where if I offload my main recording to another computer, I'm going to have to get a decent sound card because I don't think it's going to be better than FireWire going in. Because right now I'm getting a perfect record on Audacity. So maybe that's what I do. I just I leave this as my recording rig, and then. 
introduce another computer and it would be, I guess, slightly less quality for the Ustream. But I'd rather give that up, the quality on the Ustream, for the better quality for the actual recording. Does that make sense? Where I could offload, I'm thinking of the all the, the Ustream, and then enter another computer for the Skype. And then I think that might, you know, solve all my problems, probably. Yeah, you'd be surprised the quality of sound cards these days. And it's not the FireWire that, that, that'll give you the perfect signal. It's the hardware inside the mixer. It's the preamp and the, you know, the converters that it's used, using to turn analog to digital. That's going to determine really your sound quality. So you can get away with like 150 sound card for both of the other machines. It'll sound great. That's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been already considering another computer for me because I've kind of outgrown this one, and and I could make this just like my recording computer, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, then do uh, do another do another computer for be my main system, and maybe be the 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 uStream, you know, the live system, you know, and uh, uh, you know, since I have the Mac connected, I want I could just do Skype on the Mac, really. Right. Sure. I yeah. Mean, the, yeah. My only my best suggestion is if you're going to be connecting computers together with cables, is do not use like uh, eighth inch headphone cables like you use for your iPods and stuff. Um, buy sound cards that have it's what's called balanced inputs and balanced outputs. They're like either you can buy them in quarter inch jacks or XLR connectors and hook everything up with balanced cables, and you'll yep. cut out any hum will be gone. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, it's funny you should you mentioned hum. I have the hum eliminator. I don't know if you guys probably have talked about that. <laughs> I have that. The, I'll never forget the first time when I introduced my iMac into my recording. I got this hum, and I couldn't get rid of it, and it was driving me crazy. And I I think I was uh. uh well, I'm still with the Tech Podcast Network, but we were doing a, a go-to-meeting roundtable, and it was a Saturday, and Todd and uh, there was someone else. It was before the show was ready to begin, and I'm saying, we, I got this hum, and the two of them at the same time said, oh, you need the hum eliminator, and it was a device that I just plug in, and then I plug my iMac into that, and oh my God, the hum just went right away. It's just gone, gone, instantly eliminated it. And it was like the best 60 bucks I ever spent, I think it was. Huh. Never so, heard of it. Yeah, it's a hum. What it does, it plugs it. You plug that into your outlet. And then you plug, yeah, ground, that Mitch in the chat, just, it, it eliminates the ground loop. And what it does, uh, when you have an unbalanced cable or you have, which I have for my iMac, I have one of those cheap, you know, there's no way uh, I can. It makes going, it balanced. Yeah. yeah it's like so an isolation I'm, transformer. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty cool. So I'm going from the balanced quarter inch to, I guess, the mini connection to the i to the I to the back see. of the iMac, and that's where that hum was coming from. But once you plug in the device into this, boy, I just it's like magic. I mean, really, it's almost like <laughs> yeah, wow. a good a good direct box does it. Oh, James has a picture of it. I'll put up a. It's it's basically a a multi channel direct box. It's uh, it's good for that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of uh, mu music amps will have a ground lift that does that, but um, laptops and things don't have that. Mm. Huh. I learned something today. 
Well, then, <laughs> but if, if you get if and you and it's very you, you can you hear it automatically. Like I would like it, it, it was interesting how other people couldn't hear it, but I heard it in my headset coming off the mixer, and it was driving me nuts. And uh, for for like two weeks, and I I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, I even didn't. I, I it might have been one show I skipped because. <laughs> It, it was driving me nuts, and I had to solve it before I could record again. You know, it was like one of those things. I just, I, 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 I changed cables. I was going nuts trying to solve it. But now that's uh, OCD. If you'll skip a show because there's a hum, can can I introduce you to the noise filter in Audacity uh, that you can still do shows yeah. and get rid but, of that? But you know what? That really sucks. That's not no, that great. No, I've used that. If you use it right, it takes a while to f to figure. I mean, it took me a year to get it like I wanted. But I is it no the noise cancellation? Yeah, the noise filter. Yeah, it's noise it's filter. really yeah, you you, you let really it record good. just you let it record just the noise, right? And you take a nice right. sample, yeah. and then you run that through the whole recording, and it eliminates it. But it seems to make other things sound hollow. I noticed yeah, when I like did that. Yeah, like you're in that. a tin can. Yeah, again, yeah. that's all in the settings. You, you got to play with the with the settings uh, to get it right, and it's and it's not the same. I mean, the settings I use won't necessarily work on your equipment, but right, uh, right. when you get the settings right, it's unobtrusive and it work. And I run everything I do through it, and it's great. Wow, really? It's it, amazing. It, it, you're gonna laugh. What I've used it for when I get a voicemail where someone has a noise. In the voicemail that they've sent, I've done that to clean up the voicemail before I play it in the show. So I'll, depending on some voicemails, a lot of times they come out pretty good. But hey, if you know we're talking like Google Voice or yeah. we're talking Skype message, when I'm recording, I'll I'll record it in Audacity and then I'll listen to it and then I'll try to clean it up if I have the time because some of them are painful. And, uh, you know, because, hey, someone leaving a voicemail, they, you know, they could be calling from their car, from a, you know, from a cell phone or something. And it just doesn't sound great. And if there's a lot of noise, that's, I've done that just quickly just to help clean it up a little bit, you know, or I'll normalize it or, you know, run it through the software compressor, you know, just to kind of get, clean up the audio and then, and then play it in. Yeah. I don't touch mine. <laughs> I don't do voicemails. I, I figure for ninety seconds we can live with it. <laughs> but that gives you an idea of what I go through, though, for for my show. So I think see, it's commendable. I, I think it's commendable. But you you could, you, and I think anybody listening now will understand. Wow, Mike really has to do this by himself because no one else could put up with this. And I was like, you know, that's another reason because. I, I want it to be so good that I wanted. I I don't want to put anybody through that, and uh, that's why. Like even when I record with Carrie, I just make sure his his audio sounds good at the other end of Skype, and then that's it. I take it from there for all editing, all everything, and I you know he doesn't have to do a thing except show up and start talking, and I I'll control all the pro production. But it's also one of the the reasons that I stopped editing that show where we just put, I just make sure it's fine and that's it and I post it up. I don't edit it. And everybody knows that, that uh, because the shows sometimes run too long and it would just take too long to edit. Uh, there were a few, a couple years ago, and it's why I stopped, we stopped doing tech bets for a while. I had like two shows stacked up 
that waiting for editing. One of them was two hours long. Well, that means I'm going to be going through a six to 10 hour edit process. I don't have six to 10 hours to edit. And so the show sat and sat for weeks until That's I could get to crazy. it. So then, it, well, but, but think of this, you know, maybe it is an OCD problem, you know, yeah, seek, it's, help. It's, seek help. <laughs> you, you need professional intervention. <laughs> I do video. I don't spend that much time editing. <laughs> <laughs> so given that, you understand why I couldn't, you know, it was like, all right, I had to get over the fact that, okay, maybe we don't have to edit that. And I think the listeners were a big help. They said, look, we'd rather the content and we'll live with some of the little, uh, you know, hiccups and word whispers and whatever you call, whatever we're doing, just get us the content and, and post it up. And and we'll live without the editing. And I do between nine and twelve hours of of on mic shows a week. If I spent uh, three times that much editing, I would I'd have to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean that's what I you figure I'm an hour. Oh well, they're they're starting to get a little longer. It's interesting. The Mike Tech Show was always like a half hour. I've noticed that they're they're bordering close to an hour now on, on all of them but uh yes it's three times the amount of you know whatever the, the whatever the actual recording time of a Mike tech show it's three times that to edit and then it's another hour of post-production of getting everything and all the feeds and everything uh posted up so an hour show i need to, a commitment of four hours to get it posted like so I you said. can do video. You've got the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it ends up being a Friday night. And if I don't have Friday night free or if I'm consulting all day Friday and I'm dead, then it floats into Saturday. And then if there's family things and this hasn't happened in a while, it could float to Sunday before I could get a chance to edit and get it posted up. And, and I then there's like that mass on, hysteria. So I record on Thursday nights and then very rarely sometimes if i have the time if i know i don't have to get up real early on friday then i might stay up thursday night stay up late and that's what you know uh listeners will see it posted up at like 1 or 2 a.m or something but uh that means all i did was take a break right after the show i kind of the post show ends at 10 so then i'm you know i'll take a break and then if i feel up to it you know boom i'll go back in and you know start editing and recording you know and then uh well, not recording, but start editing the, the, the show. Here's another thing. Show notes. I go over so many things, read email, play voicemails, that a lot of things are mentioned. I got to go. I got to listen to that show intently and put all of the show notes together. Show notes could be a real pain. And uh, that's, uh, that's the sometimes can even be harder than the editing. Uh, let's say a listener sends me a, you know, a great email, listing a whole bunch of things, but they don't send me the links. I got to go search for them. I got to make sure it's the right link. I got to make sure it's, you know, hmm. and then posting up and doing the show notes. Show notes, that takes a long time, but the benefit is it's, it's great to be able to go back and search and be able to go through and find what you need and say, okay, did I ever talk about this? And, you know, a lot of people like that. And that's, I think one of the benefits of, of what I, you know, what I'm doing, you know, for my show, there's a lot of things that, you know, I talk about and I got to send you to the right sites. So that can be painful. 
So I was just looking at one of your show notes for a previous podcast, 22 links inside of it. Yes. So, but now think of that each one going through and uh, let's see, even though, well, the last one wasn't too bad because I talked a long time about PCI compliance. That was great. So I was like, wow, there's only a couple links there. You know, 16 so. total in the show notes on that one. <laughs> yeah. So now some of them are, you know, but if you go, if you go back, you'll see like show 422 there. There was a, there's a lot of, I've had shows where yeah, you know, there a was lot. a page of links, but that's what came up in the show. And do you know, I still miss one or two or I'm not, you know, it, it's, it's amazing, but it's, I, does anybody else go through show notes? You know, where you, what about all the stuff we're talking about tonight? I do, do show back notes. In? I do show notes, but but they're not nearly that detailed. Here's what the show notes for tonight are going to be. Uh, Mike Smith comes back, and we talk about um, his equipment. What about listing gonna, the equipment? And it's going to have a link to Mike Tech Show, and a link to Podnuts, and a link to How to Podcast Biz, and a link to and that's it. What about all the equipment I talked about? <laughs> what about that Hum Eliminator? See, that's the stuff that I'll listen to, and I'll be like. Well, that was a pretty big tip. So hold on. Where where do you get the humble? Well, I tell you what. Where you, do you get the- you send me the links and I'll <laughs> post them. You're but locked that's in where, now, Mark. <laughs> that's where I get to though, and that's where uh, now what's really nice and uh, Citizen X who's in the chat. Uh, if she's there live when I record Tech Vets, I I rely on her to take show notes during the show. So it's she'll email me at the end of the show. And I can quickly post up the show notes for tech bets. So it's yeah, great. Citizen if X, someone- who, who is Barb, she yeah. did a ton of Podnuts Daily show notes for me. And uh, yes. that's, that's much appreciated. And they were great notes. That, but I agree. Notes are so important. Um, that's one of the main, that was one of the main requests I got when I was doing shows and not doing show notes was we want show notes. We want to know that what's that link again. And so just to save my sanity, I asked volunteers to do it. And, um, you know, a couple of them stepped up and uh, are doing really great jobs. So that's how I solved that problem, and I I recommend doing that. Just for the record, I'm not saying what I do is right. I'm saying it's what right. I do. Right, <laughs> I think exactly. In future episodes, we should consider doing, I don't know, content, and that way we'd have show notes. <clears throat> I don't know. I think you're talking crazy. All right, never mind. <laughs> well, you gotta have, well, no, you do. you got to have someone that's like a regular maybe in the chat room listening and taking that and then email someone, ah. you know, that's, That's something what we that, need. We need regulars in the chat room first. <laughs> I can't get my listeners to send me an email just to say, hey, I'd like you to talk about this. I don't think anybody's going to pour over the show uh, time and time again to do the, the, the notes for me. Man, I, I have, have to, lazy listeners. I have such engaged listeners. But I love them. I love my I, lazy listeners. Oh, my people. I have... I have sta- and 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 please every any any of my listen anybody listening I like this and I'm not complaining I get stacks and stacks of email all the time and I'm constantly editing content of like okay all right I got 42 emails this week so now I can't read 42 emails it's impossible so I I will you know pick and choose or if I start looking at the time at the end of the show there might have been five other emails I wanted to get to but one of them I'm like take me five minutes to read this one we got to save that to next week you know where i'll pause the show and you know pause the recording and then say well i gotta start you know winding up here i can't i can't do this now something about the show notes though i want to get back to that structure 
evolved over time and it's very specific and very particular my show notes and here's why the listeners wanted to know right away how long is the show that's why after the description where there's like a little paragraph just briefly highlighting the topics then under that is exactly how long the show is then someone want they want to know if it's an hour they went right away that's where that came from then the commitment to the sponsors then a link because people don't have time to see it live so i recorded on ustream and we need the link for ustream then i got my show notes and then the player there has to be a way to download it because everybody wants to download it and so that's why there's a download button under the player so someone could just do a direct download of the if they didn't want to go to the RSS feed or whatever. So my notes have evolved. That's the result of seven years of listener comments and finally hitting the mark on what everybody wants to see. I did get an email one time from a listener who said, could you just put in the notes the point at which the bacon talk stops and the tech <laughs> talk starts? If you just put that in there, that would make me happy because I, I have he to fast forward. He wrote me, by the way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He wrote me. <laughs> the the your, your bacon listener yes yeah okay because he, he he never listened to the Mike Tech show and, and by the way that's what, that's another thing that was kind of cool I got some emails from your listeners that have now found me and are now listening to the Mike Tech show and I really appreciate that well great what did, what did the bacon how did you know it was the bacon guy and what did he say because he, he, he mentioned it because because <laughs> you mentioned it on the air. And he says, I'm the guy that wrote him about to make it. He wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and you know, and boy, like, oh, I'm glad you were on the show. And I'm, now I'm going to listen to Blake Texture. It was pretty cool. <laughs> so Bacon so Guy, you're happy with his show notes. So I've done my job. You can now go to somebody <laughs> who has real show notes. And um, you're just going to have to continue to skim through mine. Sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> but I... I know I know it's important. So that's that there's too many things I'm talking about that okay, well where is that? You know, what is it? Yeah, and that's the whole crux of my show though. It's you know, this is tips and tricks. So okay, well where are those tips? Where are those? You know, where you know they want to get to them. And that keeps people coming back to the show, which brings up uh, uh, back to the website, which brings up another point of getting everybody to continue to visit your website. And that helps with uh, page views and, you know, sponsors want to see that. And they want, you know, you want to drive content to the website. And something that I don't do, which I know my, I know my page hits dropped significantly when I stopped blogging. I used to have like a tip every day or something. And then so that drove more content, more people to the site and more traffic. I haven't had time and I stopped doing that now. It's really just, you know, the shows that I post up. But if you can blog along with the podcast, and this is, I guess, anybody listening who's thinking of doing a podcast, if you want to really drive traffic to your site, you got to blog. You got to change your website every day. There has to be fresh content. You know what I find about blogging, though? I used to be a, uh, an avid blogger uh, and then I became a podcaster. And I find that I say everything I want to say. On the air, like I said, I'm I'm on the air between nine and twelve hours a week. Uh, I, that's everything I got to say. I don't right. have anything left to write about. So my blogging <laughs> has gone way way down since I started podcasting. 
And, well, and just, I, just a quick aside, I'm still waiting for one of your listeners to say, hey, I found you because Mike was on your show. <laughs> so if you could kick some my way, that would be I nice. I will. But you know what? <laughs> you got to send me. I know. You didn't send me a promo. I know. Well, I, I, I've had two laptops die and, and <laughs> things have been been difficult. But yeah, I was just kidding. Don't worry. Don't worry, Mike. Mark's still waiting for that from me and James as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah I, and I will mention it. <laughs> I'm still you know, waiting for the music you promised me, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll send it. I'll, I'll write something tomorrow. Do, do you, something else. I can talk better than I can write clearly and that's been a problem i cannot write and that and that's what made it so hard to continually continuously blog that's very difficult for me because i'm not a writer and that's another thing that uh i don't answer all of my email what i do is i i answer it on the air talk you know reading it and answering it i don't reply unless I know the link or I know real quick and I can like just send a, a quick email back, but I don't individually reply anymore to all the email. It's, it's some of it's, it's too much. There's no way I could do it. Uh, but that, that's something where I'll just answer it on the air. So I think that's easier for, for me. See, I think I, everybody understands that. I do reply to every email I get and, uh, uh, sometimes it's just, yeah, okay. I'll take that under advisement. You know, I don't always have a well thought out, but I do like to let people know that I did get it. It didn't get caught in a spam filter. I and should so do if that. If you've sent me an email and yeah, you didn't Mike, get a response, you it's because I didn't get it. Because <laughs> I do I get it all. Like, I, I've ignored Steve. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I always say, uh, I always say, Thanks. I'll read it on the show, like, or something. Like, I, I, I'd say something, yeah, but um, yeah. I, I read, I'd actually read. Because I don't get nearly as much as you, Mike. It sounds like so. Um, you know, I I read almost every email I get on the shows, so it's it's less work for me. Yeah, I get like yeah. one fan email a month, so it's easy for me to reply to it. It's uh, <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I I there's no way I I, w- I couldn't have any other content if that's all I did was the the email. Uh, voicemails have slowed up a little bit, and that'll like that kind of spikes. You know, sometimes I'll have. And and I've been so grateful. There was a a show that I was debating whether I was going to do the show or not because my voice was gone. I mean, I was hurt. And I looked at my Skype and there was like seven voicemails. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and so the whole show was just voicemails. And I mean, I just very, very, very little for me going you know it, it responding it, and a lot of them were great comments and like one went went on for like nine minutes i was like oh thank you <laughs> and <I> just, and <laughs> it was like, great content <laughs> yeah it was oh it was it was so needed too and uh it was uh there's probably there's gonna be people listening to that saying i remember that show yeah that was about a year ago and i i just it was just voicemails just made the show and it was like oh that was great it saved me so uh i like the voicemails uh but I get, and I don't mind this. There's a couple people that always send me voicemails, and I don't know if that bothers my list, the rest of the listeners or not. But I always play it if it makes sense and the and you know it's intelligent and it's worth playing. I'll I'll play it. Uh, so I have a couple listeners that it's almost like um, they're, I'm trying to think. One of them's one of them's Paul, and another one's a. Uh, um, uh, is, it, is, it, is it Peter or something? Yeah, it's Peter and Paul. So it's funny. Where's Mary? So I, yeah, so I will 
but I'll always play it because, you know, it's relevant and it's, you know, it's a comment to the show and it, and it helps. So, um, you know, that's that I like that. And I encourage everybody to always, you know, I, I get that listener participation and I really enjoy it. And that's what makes me want to keep doing this because I get the emails, I get the voicemails and uh, it's, it's always nice. So I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. PC Freddy in the chat room says, yeah, we replied to that one email we got that time. So, uh, yeah, he's got a strong tradition of responding to listeners as well. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Like, what, 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 what is the point, the line, where a listener is basically taking advantage of the show as his platform to say something every week because you know it's going to get it's going to get read or played, yep. um, rather than okay, I'll contribute now and then and try to add some value to the show. So, because I listen to uh, homerecordingshow.com a lot and uh, there's there's people who write into that show who, who they just know their comments are going to get read and they write books in the comment <laughs> section of the blog so these guys will read it. And I'm like, yeah, have ah, you ever on. heard a show without Ginger spelled backwards in it? I have. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're right and I've made some editorial com- you know uh, yeah. decisions there where I haven't played something where you know, it, it was just too long. And you're right. I've had some emails that were just too long. You know, it was four pages. I was like, oh, I can't read this. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I may summarize it, you know, and then, and that's, and then that's a lot of work. I'm like, wait, you know, I, I want it to be easy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I like to, to aggregate. Back. Uh, James, you were saying, sorry. I said, I'll try to scale those four yeah. page emails back. <laughs> yeah. But then there's sometimes where hey, you know what if you're hurting for con not hurting for content but if I got the time I was like well okay this two pager will read you know yeah because yeah. it's a good email you know so uh, that's it, it's it, it'll go with the flow of what I'm going to talk about and it depends on how busy the week was with problems from uh, consulting and uh, like this past week I. I, I mentioned I did the show on PCI compliance because I'm getting a lot of consultants that were emailing me. They heard me mention this, that I'm doing this for other clients and they've turned down business because they're afraid. And I wanted to break it down and let everybody know who was consulting. I was like, wow, I, okay, I got to do half a show or more. So, uh, which is a lot to dedicate to a topic for, for me. And just break it down and make it simple and that's what I did and I I uh, I'm surprised I've st- I haven't gotten a lot of response but then again it's only Sunday so a lot of my emails start to come in on uh, like Tuesday and Wednesday cuz everybody'll start downloading it a lot of people listen yeah. to it on Monday so yeah. it'll hit their you know however they're they're getting the the podcatcher whatever they're using and then they're listen to it on work Monday morning so the emails will start to come in Tuesday Wednesday a lot of people know the trick Hey, if we send Mike an email on Thursday morning, there's a good chance it's going to make the show Thursday night. So <laughs> that's a that that happens a lot. So I got to make sure to check my email. And uh, one of the worst things, though, Skype I only use for messages for the show. I never check my Skype voicemail during the week, and that gets me into trouble sometimes with people like like uh, for con- they they try to find. I don't know why they won't click on my consulting link, but they want the phone number and what they and there's a phone number at the bottom of every show notes, but yet I don't have listed the Skype number there. So I don't. How did they find that so so easy? And they'll leave me the message on Skype, and it's like real important, and I don't get it for a week. I've had that happen. 
So oh, yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not promoting that, they shouldn't call that number. But <laughs> so, so what what I do mean, you I, use Google? Do you use Google Voice for voicemail? Yes, I use Google. Yeah. Well, I, well, I use Google Voice for my business, and that's my MHS consulting business, and that forwards right to my most of the time my uh, cell phone. So, uh, which which is the best way to get a hold of me? But I encourage for listener comments to use the phone number I give them. I pay for that phone number for Skype uh, every year because I've been I've been doing that for since the beginning of you know since I started uh, the show. Uh, and I that phone number is where people call in on Skype or they just you know Mike Tech Show on Skype and leave me a voice number. But I'm talking actual people that want me for consulting using uh. that. And I don't uh, know how they've done that. I don't know. I'm see. like, and I was like, wait a second. That's, <laughs> yeah. And I, one of my regular clients, and I don't know, I don't get it. I was like, you got my business cards all over the place. <laughs> Why would you use my Skype number? And they had, I'll never forget this, listening to my Skype voicemails on Thursday before the show. And I'm like, he left me this almost a week ago, and I'm like, "Why?" And I'm like, "And I, I don't know." Anyway, it's 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 it's, it's funny. But I think I got too many phone numbers out there, and uh, but because uh, then I got a separate number for uh, tech vets, and uh, that gets confusing. I think sometimes could we blur yeah, yeah. topics that I try to keep them separate. If it comes in tech vets, I don't answer that on the Mike Tech Show. You got east of the Rockies. You got west of the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> so many numbers. Uh, Mike, you said you use Audacity to record. Is that what you use for editing as well, or do you use something else for yes. that? No, no, I use Audacity. And I've tried Adobe Edition a long time ago, and it just was too difficult. And too, it was like, wait, why? Audacity just works great. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I was like, forget it. I think I bought 2.0 or something when that was out, you know, Jeez. whatever. You know, and I spent a lot of money on it. And I'm like, wait, this is what a waste. Audacity was so much easier to edit. Now, I don't normalize or compress because all that's done on the hardware. I'm editing the uhs, the ums, the stuff. I mean, I go in and I painfully edit that. Sometimes you can't, you know, because, wait, editing that doesn't make sense. But uh, I have trouble. Re I repeat myself a lot. I'll say the same thing and say it again. It's just one of those difficulties that I, I have. And just like right there, I said I twice. If you were edit if I was editing that, I would have edit one of them out. Um Jeez. don't don't listen to the show when, when it airs. <laughs> just wow. don't listen. So I repeat words and knowing that, and that drives me crazy when I would listen. So that's why I have to go in and I gotta uh edit that. So that's where I'm just using Audacity for just the pure edit of the audio. And then I just save it as a WAV file and I will well, save it as a project, of course. Then I export it as a WAV. Then I use DB Power Amp to convert it to an MP3. Then I do the ID3 tags for the MP3 and then I, <clears throat> excuse me, and then I up upload it to Libsyn uh, for uh, uh, the, uh, delivery and i've been a libsyn user for years and years because it takes the demand off the shared web hosting uh i would have had to have dedicated web hosting and i uh the price is just it's just you know forget yeah, it i wasn't not, going to pay such that. a jump from it's just such a jump from shared to dedicated yeah. so that's why you got to use 
places that that's what they live for is delivering that kind of you know the the that the audio content like that so uh, I'm on like the 250 meg a month plan for uh and that's just the file size that's not for how many downloads how much does that cost it's like 12 a bucks a month ah oh, so that's it's perfect so cool. then I'm on like um I'm using uh still using GoDaddy even though I've run into a couple problems and I've killed them on a show uh the it's like the devil you know. So um, I I can manage, I, I guess I can yell at them enough that when there is a problem, they take care of it within a couple hours. So I've never been down for any extended period of time. So knowing that, I've kind of, you know, um, I've been staying with them. So um, I know you like HostGator, Steve, right? For my web hosting, yeah. For domains, I'm still on GoDaddy, but I really hate that I'm on GoDaddy. I just don't agree with their marketing and their upselling yep. at all. Like, at yeah. all. I hate it. So, um, yep. I'd like to get off of it, but I just haven't had, like, you know, the time. And it's just going to be, a, I, I picture it being a mess, like a messy cycle. Yeah, that's how I am. I, and the reason why I'm thinking about that is I just gave them a bunch of money for a lot of my domains and everything was re-up. And I had to think about this. <clears throat> and two of my hosting was up because I have four different websites. And I was thinking, what do I really want to re-up? And I'm like, well, I look back and I, I only had two problems in the past year that they took care of in a couple hours. So as much as I beat them up, they were my only outages. So... I re-upped and I'm, I'm, I started, you know, I got to, uh, I don't know. I don't know the way I'm looking at it. It wasn't enough to get me to go through the pain of moving the hosting. Yeah. Which same is just too same. painful. It's just too painful. I moved from Brinkster to GoDaddy and that was a mess. And I still got problems for that. That's why you end up being flipped to MikeNation.net. That's a long story. Uh, um, <laughs> MikeTechShow.com is a forward now to MikeNation.net because I didn't want to be down. And so what I did, I had Brinkster forward everything to MikeNation.net. Then I was able to move the domain. And then, and then that's when the trouble began because now it was like I was ingrained with MikeNation.net instead of MikeTechShow.com. So I, I'm still, you know, I, there's still ramifications from that. <laughs> hmm. Wow. So that's another piece that everybody's got to worry about too with podcasting. I mean, now you got to worry about your hosting. Now you got to worry about, you know, your, your, your RSS feed and your, you know, there's, it's not just, I could see why people don't want to go through doing a podcast because, okay, let's say you, you got all the passion, you got all the work and now you want to, you, you got everything down and you want to, you, you can record. Now you bought all the hardware and you, and you can record. Well, now you got all this other, BS that you got to deal with that yeah. you may not want to, you know, with the hosting. And uh, that can get painful. I know it was for me starting out. That was one of the most painful things. And I was on Blogger for my website. And it was painful. Uh, that's right. That's right. You were. Yep. It was tough. And then finally I moved to, you know, the WordPress and got everything set up with, uh, with, with, with GoDaddy. And, uh, it was just, uh, or no, actually, I started using, did I use the WordPress with Brinkster? Yeah, I might have. I don't know. I made the changes, and it was just, oh, it was just so painful, everything. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> that's not what I do, and that's why, you know, it's like, 
anybody else. It's, you know, you like what you do. I would love to just come in and record and just have a lot of this other stuff magically happen and have people that do it for you. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you have to take care of everything, and that I think it's all of that that causes people to pod fade and stop. You know, it's it, it's a lot of work. And I, I think it's a lot of work, and I'm just doing it once a week, sometimes twice a week when I do tech vets. And it's yeah, but you very, do a, you do a lot of work on your editing, so that that adds to it. Yes, yes, true, true. But it's it's still, it's 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 a lot of work. It's a, it's a it's a big effort to to keep doing it. Yeah, consistently. That's 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 the, the CNN crawler. You know how they like to take a, a clip and show it on a crawler every five seconds. It would be Mike Smith. Podcasting is a lot of work. That's <laughs> that's what we would be doing here because. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys funny. i think we've successfully covered discussion point number two <laughs> no way uh, uh, three. uh so so i think we're gonna have to have you back a third time to discover to discuss discussion point number three uh roughly an hour and a half per discussion point at this rate <laughs> well sorry about that <laughs> That's all right, Mike. No, this is their way of bumping me off the show. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to get those video issues worked out, and then we can finally get rid of Steve altogether. <laughs> we won't have to look at Steve's bag anymore. <laughs> or it's sack. What was it? I don't remember. The love sack. The love sack. That's, uh, my, that's my lesson learned. <laughs> get a love sack. Buy a it's love worth sack. It. Buy a love sack. It's um, worth it. Okay, yeah, so that is the next uh, segment of the show is Lesson You Learned uh, this week. And so Steve's is buy a love sack, baby, love sack, baby. Um, James, what about you? What can I sing about for you this week? I'm almost afraid to even discuss. Um, the uh, Well, mine kind of wraps around what I talked about at the beginning where I have I don't know that there's about 25,000 impressions I make a day of that daily pop quiz and about 18,000 of those went awry this week. And I was left without a really good backup. And uh, already today, we've also talked about web hosting and alternatives for that. And I have to think to myself as well, what would I do if I ran into a scenario where I didn't have the ability to continue with this specific service provider that I'm using. So it might be a good idea for all of us to think about what what would we do if we needed to move our web hosting to another site? What would we need to do if we needed to post our podcast somewhere else? If we needed to have a different provider handling our social networking blasts every day? Those types of things become very important. And also the my my uh, hard drives uh, giving me that odd error today made me think about what would my alternatives be if I lost a drive, if I lost any of this data, are my backups working properly? Just another one of those good things to think about. I spent most of the afternoon moving about uh, 100 gigs of data from a secondary backup to a tertiary backup, which I do periodically. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in on the paranoia when it comes to backups. Yeah, absolutely. And I preach that all the time. You know, backup, backup, backup. I have all my data backed up and then that's backed up to a, another server. So I, I have a double backup happening every night. And that's so important. Um, I have a lot of clients that lost data that, well, they didn't lose data. Actually, I had restores. By the way, everybody, and they're not a sponsor, 
Look into Shadow Protect. If you're backing up your desktop, it is awesome. It has saved two of my clients where uh, one of them is a um, uh, orthodontist and their x-ray machine, all their x-rays are on a PC. Everything else is Max, but they have to have a PC for this. The machine died. And because I was in there a couple months ago and forced them to, to, they weren't even backing it up, I was able to recover to a completely different hardware and it was so simple and I was able to get them up and running and it was a piece of cake. So uh, yeah. look, look into Shadow Protect. It's, uh, it's like $89, but it's worth it. It's a full image and you can have it and it's very fast every night. So, uh, But my, uh, my lesson for tonight I got to divide all my tasks into different hardware. So, and now I'm like faced with it and I can't hide from it anymore. So <laughs> I, I, I have to introduce more hard, more computers into my mix. Like if you've seen where I was, I'm sitting, there's no reason for that. I mean, I got three computers right here, but they're not doing the proper things. And that's where I got to split a lot of the tasks from my main system. It's time to engage other hardware and move it so that's something i'm going to be working on you will find stability i think if you do that really it really is a good thing to do yeah it was stable for six years why is everything changing (laughs) (laughs) because what you're doing is changing that's the thing (laughs) if you keep doing what you were doing six years ago it wouldn't be a problem (laughs) i I, uh i'm gonna have to go buy a new laptop from the looks of or at least a new hard drive but uh uh, I'm just I'm having all sorts of trouble. I use three three laptops on on a regular basis to do this show, and all three of them have failed in a hardware go, manner in the last month. Wow. Go so, SSD. Once you go SSD, you never look back. Yeah. Well, I, once I go pocketbook, I never go back. That's <laughs> that's the issue. I mean, the, the issue is not that uh, the hard drives are failing; it's that the equipment is old and ragged, and uh, I just moved it twelve hundred miles and. And all that good stuff, but yeah, it's, yeah, that uh, might have something to do with it. So, if anybody out there has a spare i five laptop laying around that you just don't need, <laughs> hey, let me know. Just drop it in the mail to me. All right, I don't need. Mike's much. right. Mike's right about the SSDs, though. Um, I, I'm yep. never going back. Yeah, but I could never do that for recording. I would, I would thrash that thing in like two months. No, I mean oh, your right. system drive, no, and right. then just I, I do yeah. all my recording on my. Uh, I still use a spinny drive in the right. laptop. It's got two bays. Yeah, but Ooh, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. the boot up and all that stuff. I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I I boot it up and then I spend an hour recording. So that's the you know I don't really see that I would gain much in mine. I see in yeah. my workflow. You but, know what? There's there's one more thing. I know we're going late. Um, I I recently just changed my whole systems around in my whole in my place here. I'm using one laptop laptop now for almost everything. Actually the opposite of what Mike wants to do. <laughs> um, but I, I scaled down a lot. It's got a lot of my stuff I scaled down. But I wanted to see if I instead of having a computer basically in every room, if I could have one just kick butt laptop be my main computer. And uh, just it's a whole different like paradigm I'm trying. I really like it. Um, because I'm not, I don't, I'm not having to sync things from one room to another room to another computer to another computer. Everything's always on the same machine, yeah. and uh, it's portable. I can take it out, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. So I, I got a 17-inch HP laptop with two hard drive bays. I put an SSD in one. It's got eight gigs of RAM. It's an i7 spinny one terabyte drive in, an, in the other bay, and uh, it's my it's my machine now for everything. So it's working pretty good. That's great. And then, Mike, we have a request in the chat room. Come back. 
next time uh, and talk about how you've changed your your workflow how, how have you, since you've added new hardware. Well, and, I think that's, uh, we'll that that should be that would be uh, that would be that would be a nice time to come back. So I will keep you posted on uh, on breaking this up. So this way I can properly join everything, the the Google Hangout and and, and you know I've been in my own little world for so long where I'm never a guest anywhere or do anything. You know, I've just stayed in my little world, and so that's why my one machine solution has been fine. <laughs> So yeah. as I branch out and, you know, for some of these other things, it's time to start using the mixer for what it's supposed to do and start breaking it up into the, you know, moving the different hardware. So I am going to start dividing some of the tasks. Sweet. All so right. I learned something for today. So thank you. <laughs> Learning is good. Uh, what you were talking about earlier, uh, James asked you if you were ever satisfied and you said, no, it reminded me of a, a Thomas Edison quote. I will close the show quoting Thomas Edison. He said, show me a thoroughly satisfied man, and I will show you a failure. So, uh, Mike, you're uh, in the same mold of Thomas Edison in that you don't ever allow yourself to be uh, satisfied. Right. And uh, Got no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I will just encourage you uh, to send your feedback to all of the people on this show. Uh, Mike needs more email, as you heard him say. He doesn't get enough of it. So, uh, Mike, where can they do that? Where, they, where can they find your primary oh. home base? Yes, uh, Mike Tech Show, M I K E T E C H S H O W dot com, and there you'll find everything that you need. And uh, you can email me, Mike Tech Show at gmail dot com. And also, I do a podcast. Try to do it every other week, and that's Tech Vets, and that's Tech Dash Vets. Dot com. So you record it every week and you edit it every third week? Is that how that works? <laughs> no, we actually post it up pretty quick, but it, it's time. Uh, like last week, uh, I've had no time. We try to record on like Tuesday or Wednesday night, but sometimes I have consulting and I'm not available. So uh, it's hard to connect up with the... Uh, it's, I was going to say carry, but it, I've been the problem because I've been so busy. And that's a good thing. Let me tell you, if I'm busy, that means I'm working. Right. and yeah, So... Uh, uh, Clients come before the podcast, so uh, the priorities. So right now, uh, I'm hoping to record uh, Monday, like even this week, I'm going to reach out to Carrie and hopefully we're going to record live Monday or Tuesday night because I don't like skipping two weeks in a row. So, All right, and Jay, uh, Steve, we'll go to you next. Where Where is your home base and why would we care? Uh, go to howtopodcast.biz. I um, it's my my site where I sell videos on how to podcast. On a it's a it's a recording of a seminar I did last year. I watched a couple of my videos back the other day, and I, I got to tell you, they're damn good. You guys, <laughs> in all modesty, <laughs> you guys will really like them. So uh, it's everything I know about podcasting all in one one little package there. And I I bought Steve's videos uh, like within the hour of them being released. And I've watched them a couple of times myself, so I, I can Sweet. I can say they are they are good. They're worth watching. Um, so check it out. And uh, James, go. Well, you can find everything you need for IT certifications at professormesser.com. I talked about using Hootsuite and changing over to that. If you'd like to see if it works or not, you can always come to the website and sign up for our daily email. Or on Twitter, get the daily tweet. Or on Facebook, get the daily post. And you can see for yourself if this is going to work or not. 
Well, there you go. That's uh, um, a real-life cliffhanger. Will it work? Will it not? Will Indy's hat ever fall off his head? And so my place where you can find me is elementop.com. It's also where you can find these guys. You go over to the forums. You click on Art of Podcasting. You write something there, and all of us will see it. And uh, Or you can click the Contact Us button. That sends me an email, and uh, I will read that. I will forward it as need be. Uh, guy, the guys can tell you I'm very faithful about doing that if we get something for the show. Or if you'd like to be on the show in audio form, you can do that by leaving us a Google voicemail by dialing 559-IAM-OP. Leave us a message there. Or if you're uh, so inclined as to not use the dial pad on your phone, you can go to our website and on the top right-hand uh, side of the page, there's a Call Us button. And uh, Google Voice will call you and you can leave a message. And uh, we haven't had one on this show. I can't recall. Maybe we have. I don't remember. But uh, we will certainly play one if we get one. So we encourage you to do that. Let your, your voice be heard. Uh, we are a listener-programmed radio, or inter-radio, whatever we are, podcasts. Uh, so what you say, we will listen to. And having said all of that, I will say goodbye. Thanks, friends, for being with us. Uh, thanks again, Mike Smith of the Mike Tech Show. And for now, I'm going to say that ends this episode of The Art of Podcasting. Podcasting.